Energize shot, whoop the Irish. You ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. It's time! Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forged Dyer Stout. Ross. Are you intoxicated or something? Introduce the guest, man. Today we have everyone's favorite Shelly brother. He's fighting out of Team KF. It's the one and only Tornado, Adam Shelley. Adam, how you doing, bud? Good, lads. What's happening? How's things? Good to be on. Oh, great, great to, to have you again. on. It's great to have great. The, our number one Shelley on the show, Ross. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, ho- I hope Ryan sees this. Adam's going to replay that to him over and over again. But, uh, on Christmas Day, Ross. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Adam, you're coming fresh off. Probably the biggest win in, in your uh, career. And also probably the most spectacular win in, in your career. Um, what was that like? I was deadly. Um, from start to finish, I really enjoyed uh, everything around that fight, from fight week to the fight itself. Um, being at home was great. I had a catch weight. It was great. And then obviously the performance itself. Um, I knew there was obviously going to be a big crowd there. But even uh, I remember when I walked out, I was the first of the KF lads to, to fight. So I remember when I walked out, I was I was quite actually taken back by the pop that we got. I even said it to Chris when we got to the cage. I said, Jesus, that was some pop, like, you know, and Chris was like, yeah, look, forget about all that now. Focus on the performance. Um, what were you surprised when the pop got him, by the way? I don't know. Like, I just, I suppose... Um, well, you didn't like, think they all thought it was Ryan, did you? <laughs> <laughs> like, knew something like that was coming. Um, I suppose I haven't fought... I've never fought MMA in Dublin. So, like, I fought K1 here in about five years ago, like, in the in the right venue. And, like, had a good few people at that. But I don't know. It was just, like like I said, I knew there was going to be a good reception and better than what I've had in my fights in the UK, obviously. But it was just, it was it was class. Like, the, the crowd really got behind. And then each Irish fighter that I saw after me, like, you know, it seemed that the whole crowd got behind everybody. I thought it was a great night in terms of atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I felt that as well amongst the crowd. I felt like obviously there was, you know, your friends, family and Team KF uh, t- uh, training partners there. And obviously there was quite quite a good few of them there. And you would have heard all them as well. But I felt like the crowd backed the Irish fighters nearly all the time. Like, you know, you probably had the Team Rhino fans who were there, the FAO guys who were there, you know, the CMAC guys were there, etc., etc. And then just the general fight fans who bought tickets, like, they were probably all just hoping that the Irish guys would keep on winning. And uh, and you did on that occasion. It was, uh, it was a great night, night uh, of MMA altogether. But uh, I think you were one of the people who stole the show, Adam, with that... Uh, with that uh, spinning kick, like um, obviously you have them in your arsenal, but uh, how nice was it to get it in there and land that in front of your home crowd? It was brilliant. Um, and like, you know, it's something I've been working with Chris and speaking with Chris about for the last while now is getting into that sort of, um, getting into that flow state in the cage and performing the way I do in the gym and letting it come out on fight night. Um, and I feel like that was the first time I, I showed a glimpse of what I'm capable of and what I can do. Um, and I feel mentally and physically I've cracked it now and I'm hoping to show it now in every fight and I'll definitely be looking to show it next week. And Adam, Adam what, 
what did you have to overcome? Because obviously myself and Ross were there when uh, when it didn't go your way in Belfast. Now you're on a two-fight win streak and you're going to be the only Irish person fighting on Cage Warriors Manchester on the 29th of September. What, what's, the, what's the biggest difference now in the life of Adam Shelley? Um, I think it's more like I have, I've sort of achieved goals and stuff outside the cage, which then allows me to go to training and perform in, in the cage and in training with, without the stress and worry of sort of everything else going on. Um, like I like to have, like most people I'd imagine, I like to have all boxes ticked. I need everything sort of right. For It's like if everything's going right, I, I everything's like you know I can check off all the boxes but and I just feel like that's something I've achieved over the last couple of months and now I'm just I'm training and I'm fighting and stuff because I want to and because I enjoy it um, like I have a full time job now and stuff like that so although I still have goals to achieve in the sport it's not make or break for me it, like from a financial point of view but like like, and then for me, like when I was competing in, let's say, taekwondo and kickboxing, like when I was younger and stuff, um, like I was paying my way in them sports. You know, you're non-funded. Like, so, you know, you're paying up to a grand, like 1,200 quid out of your own pocket for them trips. You're still doing the early mornings, the late nights, the twice a days while being in college or whatever it may be. And it's all, because, it's all for the love of the sport. And um, so like then when I got into MMA, it was nearly like, right, well, I need to make this my career and like this is what I'm going to feed my family off in the future and stuff. But then I sort of reversed that, sort of said, no, I'm going to get myself set up outside, got a job in the, I'm with the airport fire service. And now I'm, I'm back to training and stuff because it's what I love. And I just find that that just works best for me. So Ross, Adam is putting out fires in 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 the public and in the cage now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great that you represent uh, the fire brigade as well. It's uh, it's class uh, at the airport, so we love to see it. Um, do you do actually do that training down at the keys? Do you? Sometimes, down at the no. keys. Yeah. No. No, we've uh, we've the the facilities up there is class. Actually, we do all our training um, like on site in the airport and like a big simulated rig and stuff like that that we can set on fire and have fun with that all day. Like, yeah. Unbelievable! <laughs> and then obviously, like, putting out fires, you know, you're sort of putting your life in danger as that happens or whatever. So obviously, that's uh, something that's very risque, as is getting in the cage. But does that actually help with your composure come fight night when you're doing that sort of training? Yeah, I think the both complement each other like even when I was doing my recruit training and stuff like that I feel like my experience in like you know competing in combat sports and stuff um, sort of helped my composure in that end of things and then likewise you know now when I'm in work obviously like you know whether it's training or real situations like you know you're you're putting yourself in the fire pardon the pun and like you're sort of doing that day to day like you know so it's somewhere that is somewhere where I like to be like I don't like to just sort of sit around and just go day to day like it's nice to be you know out there like you know challenging mm-hmm. yourself and putting yourself in these difficult situations yeah I suppose you're you, you have to be alert in the moment and I suppose you have to be alert in the moment in the cage as well so I suppose there there is going to be some, some correlation there uh, hopefully you remain safe in uh, both aspects uh, going Absolutely, forward as well. Yeah. Um, Just constantly in danger, Adam. Constantly in danger. Thrill That's seeker. Like. Yeah, 
Uh, Adam, tell us this. Obviously, you're fighting on Cage Warriors Manchester. Um, it's going to be a great card. The Manchester cards are always stacked. There's uh, plenty of talent out there for people to see. But um, was there any disappointment that you weren't on the Dublin card? And then also, do you feel like maybe there's a slight added bonus that you're the only Irish fighter on this card now, so there might be a bit more attention for you for your fight as opposed to just another fighter on the Dublin card? Yeah, possibly. So I sort of... Um... I opted for this because I want to aim to get two more fights by the end of the year. Um, and like, I sort of looked at the calendar um, when they initially released it. And especially when I saw that they moved the, so the original schedule Dublin show was for the 25th of November. So my mm. aim would have been to fight September and November. But then when they moved to the Dublin show to the 14th of October, I was sort of putting two and two together and looking at it and thinking like if I, now, look, this might be different for some of the other lads, but I was thinking for myself, if I fight on that Dublin show on the 14th of October, then that might be the only fight then I get for the rest of the year. And that would only leave me with two this year, where mm. in an ideal world, I'd like it, most lads, I'd say I would like them four. I'll take three if I can get it. So now my goal would be hopefully put in a good performance and get the result I want over here in Manchester next week and then get on that Newcastle card in November. Ross, pack the bags, man. Geordie Shore, YA. Yeah, exactly. And uh, obviously, uh, this fight here against uh, Matthew, obviously, he, he was the FCC featherweight champion. Uh, he's coming into Cage Warriors now. And obviously, this division is getting stacked up at, at the lightweight division. Obviously, uh, George Hardwick, I think, will remain with the promotion. Uh, unfortunately, he was unsuccessful in Dana White's contender series. There's people like your own teammate, Leon Hill. Uh, go, like He's going for that belt, I think, uh, sometime soon. Uh, Paul Hughes also thrown his name in the half of the lightweight belt. Yeah. What way do you say that see the lay of the land at lightweight? Stacked, as you said. Um, and you know what's funny with cage warriors? I don't know if you lads have noticed this. And we're always saying this in the gym. It's like it comes in waves. Like you, sometimes you can look at a division and you're looking and going, "Jesus, there's nobody really there at the top of a particular division." And then you look at it sometimes and you could list out a top ten of killers. Mm. Um, and I think lightweight is. There was a time there, go back about a year or two ago, maybe, you had Mike Figlack, uh, Chris Duncan was signed. Do you remember? Now, we never yeah. actually fought, but Chris Duncan was there, George Hardwick was there. There's a few other lads, and you're going, this is a, a killer's row. But then Mike Figlack got signed, Chris Duncan got signed, George Hardwick, contender series. And for a while, I was looking at the top of it going, there's nobody jumping out. But now, like, mm. you've made them Jones back. You know, so mm. not like to add to that other list of names. So I suppose um, George is still the champion. Am I right in saying that? He never actually vacated. No, he didn't. So didn't he's vacate. Champion. He is the champion, yeah. So I'd imagine maybe if Mason Jones gets a win on Dublin card, he'd probably be fighting George, will he? That makes but, the most sense. Potentially so, but I think it sort of depends on when George wants next out because, like, who knows? Like, yeah. if he wants next out, you know, the November card in Newcastle, well, then, like, he might end up fighting someone else. But uh, it's definitely very, very interesting. And it's the same with welterweight now with uh, Reese going to the UFC. Yeah. That, like, yeah. you know, I think it's Emil Brown's fighting for the welterweight title. There's like six or seven guys who are like, uh, especially with Obang on as well, who are like one dominant win away. Including likes of Omran uh, and Definitely. James Sheen for the o o Irish interest who like are on the cusp of uh, getting back in there for um, a title shot. So like I'd lo I I love to see it. I suppose 
it's a bit like when someone really dominant retires or whatever, uh, and then like you know, you you question that next wave, and then all of a sudden there's a bit of injection back into the division. Even look at someone like the UFC, Sean Strickland wins the belt, and like the matches matches you can make become uh, a bit more sexy than uh, Israel, who, who's already beaten half the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's spot on. Yeah, it's like I said, comes in waves, doesn't it? Yeah, Riri does. Oh, I'm excited to see it. I'm I'm excited to see uh see what's uh, next for the guys. But uh, how's the training camp been? Obviously, a lot of the team are preparing for Dublin. You're you're that bit earlier. So did you have to tell the guys get your ass in here because uh I need those hard rounds first. Uh, now everyone's been on the ball. To be fair, and yeah. like you know what, even after the Dublin show in April. Like, I went back training on the Wednesday and obviously not to the same intensity or volume, but, like, sort of been training all year. Like, and I was mm. hoping to fight in July. Uh, I would have liked it on one of the, the London card or the Rome card. Didn't manage to get on it. So, I've sort of been in camp. In camp, I, you know, don't, I use that expression loosely. Like, don't really do camps. But since June, like, it's it's been fairly fair, uh, full on. So, body's in a good spot. Everything's gone well. I've made a lot of improvements even since the the April show. Um, so hopefully now I'll show them next week. Yeah, but what's what's training been like in in Team KF at the moment? Because uh, like from following the lads that are fighting on the Dublin card, it seems like the lads are living in there. And um, like I'm, I even heard Dustin Poirier came down for a knock as well, just to see how hard Team KF are, tra- are training these days. Yeah, no, like and you know we're we're having a a bit. Like we haven't got a massive team, but we have a, a very active team. So, like even there, Dom Dom was what two or three weeks ago for his pro debut. So, like everybody was down giving rounds to Dom, and then there's there was supposed to be me and Omran for Manchester. Then there's the Dublin lads. So, like there's always somebody with a fight coming up, and you know you might be a particular body type, uh, sorry, a similar body type to that person's opponent. So Chris is saying, like, you know, will you get down to give them rounds or whatever? And everyone's just always in the gym, like, you know. And like I said, the intensity will, um, you know, you might not be doing your three fives all the time if you're no fighting site, but you're doing some type of rounds, some types of competitive rounds. So it keeps everybody sharp and on their toes. Um, and it just leads to a great atmosphere in the gym, I find them. Yeah, and Dustin Poirier enjoyed it, yeah? He did. He seemed to enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually wasn't down, but uh, the lads were filling me in. He seemed like a cool dude. Uh, had a chat with all the boys after, took pictures and stuff. Um, one thing from the pictures I was surprised at was uh, the height of him. I thought he was taller. Leon and Amran, the lads were towering over him. In fairness, though, Team KF are known for being probably the tallest team in the country. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of six foot two, six foot three lads floating around there. Yeah, yeah, like lightweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I keep on, I keep on looking half the half a lads when I stand next to him and go, How are you making that way? Unbelievable. <laughs> like the length of you but sure look, it works. Uh, I suppose uh, Chris Fields is a bit of a long long fellow himself, so uh That's uh, it. How did that, you know what? It actually What's that? How did that come about? Just with all tall lads. No There's a high restriction on the way in. No, <laughs> so how did you get like Matt Brown and all down like that's uh, uh, it? I think it was just the boys uh Somebody seen on uh, on Poirier's Instagram that he was out running down by yeah. Grand Canal Dock, and uh, I think a few of the lads messaged him anyway, and just were like, "Here, get down to the gym there, come down for a few rounds." 
And uh, I'd imagine Chris has a few contacts somewhere. Actually, I couldn't tell you exactly how it played out, but he just, him and the boys rocked up anyway, yeah. Um, I think there was talk of him coming down for our positional session on Wednesday. It didn't end up happening, though. That would have been nice to to feel it, feel that out in the wrestling and stuff, you know. Must have heard you were coming down. Isn't that right, Ross? Yeah, you <laughs> That's it. That's it. That, that that's uh, one bit of pressure the diamond couldn't handle. <laughs> this is number one bullshit. Uh, Adam, tell us a bit about uh, Gabor. Gabor, your stri- your striking coach. Gabor. Yeah, Gabor. Excuse me. Yeah, Gabor's Gabor's great. Like you know, nice to pick his brain about things. Um, so most of the lads use him. Uh, like for pads and like just a bit of different striking work. He, he sort of has a different outlook, very like, you know, uh, K1 and Thai style based, mm. which for me is, uh, it's nice to get a bit of in look, outlook into that because like I sort of more of a, like, you know, that point sparring type background, yeah. Taekwondo base. Um, that's what I did for years. So it's lovely to blend it with sort of Gabor style. And then Chris then nearly just pulls it all together. So, like, in the lead-up to this fight, like, you know, then I'll be talking with Chris and we're talking about how to be in the traditional Taekwondo style and then mix it in with the K1 style and just having that blended approach to the striking. But uh, it's great to have the two of them there, Gabor and Chris, to pick their brains about things and get different views. Yeah, shout-out, Gabor. He's putting some, out some great content. Um, yeah, as, yeah. We were saying, as we were saying, you're fighting on the 29th, Adam. Uh, when are you going over to Manchester and who's going with you? Going over next Wednesday, so what, today's Friday, going over next Wednesday, early flight. Um, myself, Chris, and Cahill, and then I think Ryan is going to come over on the Friday. Nice. Ryan, come over. Yeah, yeah, he's just going to come over for the night, because uh, look, he has his own fight as well to focus on, um, so he'll come over for the night, and that'll be the corner. Yeah, and that will be live on UFC Fight Pass as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, look, Adam, uh, Team KF are, are doing awesome things at the moment. Uh, obviously, you're doing awesome things at the moment. Um, what way do you think this fight is going to play out come point now? Uh, obviously, you're not going to ask you for a prediction because you're obviously going to say you're going to win, but yeah. how, do you, how do you see see the fight actually playing out and where, do, where does Matt give you trouble? Yeah, it gives so the truth, think- Adam, as well, by the way. We need to make some money. Always, <laughs> always. It's uh, like a lot of my fights, it's a... Uh, I think it's striker versus grappler matchup. Um, from what I gather, well, on his topology anyway, it says that Matt is five foot seven. I don't know. I know they can be wrong sometimes, so I'm not sure if he is. But I, I'm nearly six three, so there's going to be a significant height difference there. Um, and I'd imagine he'd be looking to come in and close the distance. Um, so yeah, striker versus grappler. Um, I'll be looking to enforce my game plan, which has a few little tricks in there, and I'm sure he'll be the same. Yeah, get get a uh, get Roy to show you that rear naked choke that he's fallen in love with, just just, just in case he tries to grapple you. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Look, I've my own little tricks there in the grappling that uh, that that might come out. We don't know. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully it's just one of those bleeding tornado kicks and like that. That's it. Bob your uncle, Mary Durant, yeah, out the gap, done in one. Yeah, you're gonna have to show us that at Cage Warriors Dublin, by the way. Can't wait for that as well. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll run a no. little tutorial workshop on tornado kicks. Yeah, we can yeah. stick a point of four tires down Ross's head and we can all have a go. Brilliant, <laughs> yeah. 
I think I think, I think uh, Adam's the only person I trust to actually uh, kick the yeah. off the head. He's tall enough as well that I'm like, right, that, that's doable. Winner gets we'll free drink for the night. Yeah, we'll have a go and see. We, we'll, have, we'll try it out, Ross. We'll try it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, shout we'll out also, by the way, shout out to Ross. It was Ross's birthday this week. Round of applause. Oh, no way. Happy the, birthday, Ross. The, yeah, thanks Ross. a million. Thanks a million. Ross has been trying sure, to like a fine wine. Ross, you're That's 40 it. now. What's it like, man? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. No, 42. 42. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. Yeah. Like I said, like Adam said, aging like a fine woman. Aging like That's a fine woman. And one uh, more for the bad guy. <laughs> Adam, thanks so much for joining us. Really yeah. appreciate your time. Uh, yeah. Anyone you need to shout out before we go? Uh, just all the boys in KF. Uh, cheers for the rounds. Cheers for pushing me on. Obviously, all the coaches down there. Chris, Tom, Gabor. Um, all the boys in the fire station and um, they help me out big time when I'm in work with different things um, so shout out to all them and yeah top 10 as well they're always good for a bit of gear top 10 we sponsor yeah you up, to, you up top 10 martial arts yeah uh, no th- th- thanks a million Adam for joining us um, we really, really appreciate the time can't wait to see you go do that work uh, come fight night and um, for those of you watching home make sure to like share subscribe and as always Stay, Stay energized. Energized, show up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.